Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Dungeons and Junkies presents Escape from Ulfheim, episode 32. Helps on the way, right? Last time on Escape from Ulfheim, the party finding themselves still split and having three separate adventures. Avery still trapped in a new jungle of Cazador's design, now being hunted by something he hasn't seen, but in a newly trapped jungle. Damien, who finds himself now actually working with Bart, trying to hunt down the may-be-traitorous Grozny in the Golden Crane upper floors. And finally, Virian and Wyatt finding the library of Ganymede and now hunting through its shelves and all of the books trying to find the one book that could save Avery. Will they find the book? Will any of these four survive? Time to find out. You, the two of you in knives, leave behind this rich smell and pass through into this next area. And immediately you can tell the difference. The pressure in the air is much different as you enter into a much more vast space. You smell just ink and paper. That's all you can smell. Also mixed in with a bit of like almost dirty carpet and like the smell of people as you look about and you see on the massive ground floor of a college style library, just shelves and shelves of books to your left and right as you look forward into a middle and a large open uh, cavernous kind of uh, space in the middle with tables and other such chairs strewn about. So there are tables, there's letters and there's chairs. Oh my. Thank you. Um, okay. How tall is, how high is the building? Is this room roughly? Is it like as uh, tall as our rooms were or at, bigger? At this moment, you can only see above you, but as, as you're just entering into the space, it's probably a good, you know, 50 to 60 feet to get to the actual like open air area in the middle of this room. So you can only see one floor, but as you look towards the like main open area, you can see that it clearly goes up at some point. You don't know how high at this point. At this moment, the ceilings are probably about about twelve feet high. Okay. Uh, Wyatt will cautiously make his way forward, um, listening, because obviously you never know if something is lurking. 
let's face it, it's his old farm. Um, makes his way towards the middle of the room. Best he can, anyway. Also, he needs the open space. Yeah, definitely. Uh, make me a perception check. Uh, Virian, are you going with Detective Wyatt, or are you just standing here and waiting to see what happens to him? <laughs> Virian will probably follow, but a few paces behind. It's not because he's waiting to see if something jumps out and murders Wyatt. It's more, this is probably a bit uncomfortably reminiscent for him in this sort of library. So, I'd yeah, hanging back slightly, I'd like to go out and just have a look around if I can. Sure. Uh, you can also make me a perception check then. All in okay. 15 for me, Chad. Cool. Let's see if my dice has to go to jail today. No, apparently my dice does not like jail because that's a crit 20 plus 6. <laughs> right. Well, that's a good way to start this. Uh, the two of you, Wyatt. You, in the front, reach the open air area in the middle of this library and look up to see another four floors of railings that you can see. And then clearly, like, going back, there's, you know, more shelves and stacks of books and such covering these floors. And as you are looking about, you can see that it goes up and up and you're, it's probably a good, say, about... 80 feet all the way to the roof at this point. Um, And as you do look about, though, you do see a staircase that actually begins and winds its way up so that you can access each one of the floors that kind of goes around this open air space with the base of the staircase about 30 feet to your right. Okay. Miriam, Um, you in your... You clearly have been in this kind of library before. You studied at a very prestigious school back in your living days and your younger years. So this almost brings up like a lot of, once again, just terrible things in your memory. And as that's happening, you almost feel the spell book like smile a little bit. And it's hard to say that a book is smiling, but it's, you know that Taryn feels almost like at home and can like read your thoughts and what's going on and just feels a little glint of joy at your discomfort and also a glint of happiness of being kind of in a, a safe kind of space for him. But as you're also looking up towards the ceiling, you look right past the five floors, not really even paying attention to that until you notice that directly above you, you see there's multiple huge circular holes that seem to lead off into other areas. They're massive like tubes that are drilled into this ceiling that you can see, you don't know where they go as they're dark inside them, but they are massive holes in the ceiling and they clearly go off somewhere else. Okay, um, via message, I'd just like to point out the holes to Wyatt. Like, just look up there a minute. Assuming Wyatt can see that far, I assume it's not that dark in here. (laughs) Yeah, no, uh, once again, I'm sorry I didn't say that. This whole area is actually lit by multiple, uh, like, little blue candles that are kind of interspaced throughout the entire thing. Some of them on the side walls of the bookshelves. 
giving the whole place a very eerie kind of blue glow to it. Hmm. Good spot, Virion. Where do you think they go? I don't know. Perhaps we should just work our way up there. In the a moment, I don't want to find out where they go. It's basically the creeps in general. Erin mm. literally shudders. <laughs> is there um DM? Is there um like any kind of um locator system? Is there like a map or anything like that, or be able to tell which section is which? Uh, no, there's doesn't seem to be any markings on any of the bookshelves you've walked by or anything like that. It just seems to be shelves and stacks and multiple floors. I don't know what I feel this is a very poorly kept library, prophetic. <laughs> Thinking like that. Okay, so what do you think? Start the bottom, work way up? Seems like the most sensible idea. And okay. I'm going to go to the nearest bookshelf. Okay. Um, Wyatt will um, because in the group chat with Knives as well, yeah? Knives is in the group chat. Knives, do you want to check over there? Um, Wyatt will point to the far side and Wyatt will go to um, the side opposite Virion, like a triangle, so three different points. Uh, As you say something to Knives over the group chat and actually look up to point to him to where to go, you realize that Knives has already moved off and is about 50 feet in front of you and is looking at something on the ground before he looks up and... I th- oh, I think we have another hatch here. And you see him kind of brush some dust off of something before he puts his hand on the ground and wrenches up and looks... Oh, this looks... Oh, that takes us. That would take us right back down to where we started. It looks like. Well, that's helpful, at least for the way out. Yes, but not really necessary at this moment. No, but it is mm. good for it is good for a way out. So thanks, for that noise. You see, as he goes, ah, and he takes the hatch, and he just lets it go before the hatch. Sends a reverberating echo as it slams closed, echoing off the walls of this five-story library. Thanks for that noise. It's a bit loud. Well, the last one closed so quietly, I thought this one would as well. If you be the kind to look over there, Virion started there, I'm going to start here, nothing here, we'll go up to the next level, and we'll rinse and repeat as needed. The the sooner we start, the sooner we finish, the sooner we can get home. Awesome. Alright, you can both make me investigation checks then, as you both take a bookshelf. Oh no. That's an 11. Gotta do something about Virion's intelligence. Another 15, all in. Both of you make your respective ways to these bookshelves on opposite sides. Virian, you immediately pull out the first book and you realize that it's actually 
not as much a book as it seems to be a hardcover with multiple smaller, like almost, it seems like pamphlets at first. But as you open up, it's, it's all pictures with word bubbles. And the first one says X-Men 1. And as you flip through this, suddenly it says X-Men 2. And you like kind of flip your way until you suddenly get to X-Men 50. And this hardcover kind of ends and you get to the back of it. You pull off another one. You read X-Men 150. And you realize it's compendiums of these colored pages just over and over and over. Just lines and shelves of these. As you move to the next part of the shelf, you find this one says Daredevil. And it begins again with just lines and numbers over and over. And just pages upon pages of these colored pictures with these word bubbles and thwack and bam. Detective Wyatt, you, first thing you see is Dragon Ball 1. And you realize this one actually starts at 50 from this hardcover as you open it. And it goes, and it goes to 49 and 48. And they count backwards as they go down because manga is read the other way, not. <laughs> as you keep going through and going through, you go Dragon Ball, and it goes 1 through 50. And you go Dragon Ball. 200 through 170, just compendiums over and over of these lines, black and white, beautiful drawings, just so many thoughts and things like that. And Wyatt, I need you to make me a perception check real quick. Yes. That is perception. So yeah, uh, that is 12 all in. Wyatt, as you almost begin to feel like you're like getting engrossed in these stories and he's trying to start reading suddenly from behind you you suddenly hear a ah, and as you turn around you see a man with bright glowing yellow hair standing behind you with his hands at his side as he stares at you intensely ah, would you like to do anything Wyatt? Um, hello? Um... As Wyatt, you are encompassed in blue light. Virian, you see this, and Wyatt goes from being there to gone, and just being completely encompassed in blue light as you hear this man screaming and just pointing towards Wyatt with his hands. Is he, is he just firing at what? As you see this giant blue wave of energy begin to dissipate, suddenly this man just disappears and you just see Wyatt standing there, unfazed, uninjured, just with his hands up, staring at where this man was standing a second ago. Okay, I didn't imagine that, did I? Am I okay, Jim? Wyatt, you are completely unfazed. You were encompassed in a blue light, but it didn't feel... You weren't touched by anything. You you clearly saw that man, though, standing in front of you, and he, you, you were clearly covered by something he fired at you, but nothing... No, you're fine. You're perfectly good. Something... You, I said, you say, definitely saw it, yes. 
Ethereum. But uh, not entirely sure what that was. Knives. Knives, did you see that? What? Oh, no, no. Um, I, I definitely... What, what were you guys looking at? As you see, Knives like hurriedly puts the book back into the case that he was looking at. Some guy just shone a blue light at me. Oh, I thought that was you yelling. No. Oh. Well, why would we be yelling? We have... I, I don't know, Wyatt. You're a police officer. You fucking Ganymede cops are always yelling about something here or there. I just thought you were yelling about something. You told me to look for the books. You didn't yell my name. So if that wasn't you that was yelling, what do you mean you were... What? Are you okay? I feel fine. Um, I seem to be okay, but some, but yeah, this old guy just like had his hand at his side, then just shot him at me. Like, he, he shot you with Eldritch Blast, or what are you talking it, about? It was like a blue light. It's, it, it's how I've never seen anything like it. Oh, okay. Well, why? I don't, I don't know what the, the hell to keep our eyes you. open. Just keep our eyes and ears open. Right, right. What's on that shelf? Yeah, what what shelf is that? Oh, this? Oh, nothing. Don't worry about it. It wasn't anything that would help us. (laughs) Well, now I'm definitely intrigued. (laughs) Nice. White will walk across and retrieve the book that that I was looking at. I... I don't know if you want to look at that, Wyatt. I don't think that's probably your cup of tea. Wyatt Wyatt pulls the book up open, looks at the cover. There is a very large squid-like creature on the front cover of this. I think I know where this is going. <laughs> what? Fix it open? Let me Cthulhu chat. I'm coming over there. There is a whole bunch of X-rated things, Wyatt, as you open this book. And you can make me a constitution saving throw. Constitution? Okay. Where is my con? Oh, okay. Is it that bad or is Wyatt just a prude? (laughs) Wyatt has to make a con save. Wait, I'm sure tentacles don't go up there. It's a 25. (laughs) (laughs) Now my dice have turned up. Wyatt, as you flick through this, your mind is a bit blown. This is definitely some wild, wild stuff, and they definitely don't have this back at Angel Grove. And if some of the things that you faced back in the day had been in these kind of picture books, you would not have wanted to face them back then because those Zords (laughs) would have had some terrible things done to them. Aaron's looking over Wyatt's shoulder. (laughs) Wyatt closes the book at the end of it and over his shoulder to Therian. Oh, I've got to open it. <laughs> doesn't, even, doesn't even look his hand at the Therian and they're like, thank you. And then I mean, I'm pretty If I find that in the trailer, Therian, I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I still got that smutty book I saw from the hospital, so this probably isn't the worst thing. Wyatt will head to another bookshelf without saying a word. <laughs> Got Wyatt finds hentai in my notes. 
Uh, are you going to the bookshelf that uh, Knives was at? Uh, are you no, staying on this ground no. floor? No, uh, is gonna head to. Excuse me, Why is gonna head to the book to the um, the staircase to go to the next floor. I don't have any manga on my shelf to use as a prop, do I? No, I've only got normal books. Uh. Wyatt, as you reach the second floor and begin to just look through like a couple, paging through a couple of these bookshelves, you realize once again, it's just all of these like picture books, just colored uh, artists over and over. Some say things such as like Superman, some say Batman, some say Ultraman, some say Squirrel Man, some say Hawkman, some say Shark Man, some say Sharknado, some say Shark Lady, some say Bobcat Girl, some say Squirrel Girl, some say every animal under the sun plus man, woman, or child afterwards. This seems to be the animal floor of picture books. No. <laughs> Wyatt recognizes a couple of the names in general and moves on because he recognized a few of them from like when he was back home. Like like he remembers the graphic novels when he was at home. They weren't graphic graphic novels, it was graphic novels. So Wyatt will uh sigh. Glance at a couple as he goes round to continue heading up to the next floor, letting Vivian know that he's heading up. Uh, these are huge, massive floors. Like, I am talking college-style libraries just filled with comic books is what you see. Basically my dream. As Wyatt heads up to the third floor. Virian, are you doing anything on the ground floor? Yeah, um, I'm going to put probably glanced inside the filthy book and then put it back because I don't know who's been touching it before me, aside from Wyatt. I don't know how often Wyatt washes his hands. Now going up to the next floor. Awesome. Uh, are you going to go through any of these second floor books? Um. Let me think. Do all the shelves look like the one Wyatt's been looking at? Uh, yes, you can just see that there are just multitudes of these comic books everywhere. Probably going to glance them over, but not really take that much time on them if they're all just comic books. Sure. <laughs> uh, once again, you just find more of these. You get engrossed in a comic book called Squirrel Girl for half a minute, and you just realize that I don't know how this is a superpower, but she just seems to have fun with these squirrels and she just keeps winning, and it's just a mind boggling concept. But it's kind of fun. <laughs> I think Caitlin's died. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time I've killed Caitlin, so you know, gotta keep my streak of going. <laughs> uh, why? But, oh, sorry, Virian, keep going. No, I was just gonna say after that, I probably move on. Uh, you actually, since there is only one like staircase and it kind of spirals up around the outside, you actually, as you get to the top and why it comes back around, you guys are now both at the same point in the staircase and both together head up to the third floor. Yes. Animals. Super. Uh, it's like more of the same stuff, but animals, this one. So. 
as you keep going up the stairs, you notice over the side of the railing, Knives has made his way back to his shelf and has pulled out a different book and it's just flipping through it. He goes, he sends over the group chat. If you need me, I'll be down here. Uh, do me a favor and do not post anything back to the group chat. He sends no me. No, tell us oh. if you find anything good. He sends an octopus emoji. <laughs> <laughs> For the benefit of a tape, we've just seen Caitlin's arm appear and now we're with an outstretched middle finger. <laughs> That's both in character and out of character. Oh, I've got two now. Okay, fine. I'll move on. You two reach the third floor and begin to look through these. And as you do, you realize that these seem to be much longer forms of these picture books as you realize that these seem to be what some would call graphic novels. And Viriot, can I get you to make me an investigation investigation check, please? Uh, 14. Virian, as you reach the entrance to this floor, something to off to the left catches your eye and you see the glint of something on one of these shelves far off to the left. Okay. I'd like to go up to it. Sure. Virian, you make your way about 40 feet to the left to this bookshelf with a glint, a shiny book that has actually been turned forward. And on the front of it, you see what looks like a picture of Wyatt's helmet. Wyatt, I say via message. Just hold up the picture to him. Is that my standard? Um, one, Chad, or? One my legends. As you see what they are holding up, you see what looks like a picture of a classic Power Ranger, the Red Ranger. Tavirian looks the exact same as all Power Rangers basically do, but you can see the subtle differences immediately. I um almost strides across to Virian, um, intrigued by this shiny book. What you got there, Virian? Looks kinda like your helmet. Well sort of, um can <laughs> Can I um have a look, please. Would you mind? Mm, go ahead. Oh, do thank you. Um. Okay. Um. Why will look at the uh, at the book. Wyatt, as you open up this book, this seems to be a comic book about the original Power Rangers. Huh. I've never assumed this this legend shift before. But I know it's 
No, it's in there somewhere. It's... <laughs> this is... I'm... What is thinking for it? I saw I recognize some of these guys. How so? Why well, I opened up a, a page and I'm guessing inside I'm guessing it literally is um a, a power and graphic novel, yeah? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um I literally opened up to a page and it shows Angel Grove, as in Wyatt's hometown. This is where I'm from. Literally, literally, image for image. So, are you like famous where you come from? Mm, that's the thing. The identity of a, of Rangers has to be a guarded secret. Has been for centuries. But this team. They were all friends, from what I can tell in this book. And I always used to see them hanging around at the juice bar. You can tell from the look on Varian's face you have lost him a little. <laughs> I just say, I'm just leaving the chat. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, I might keep hold of this for future reference. That's okay, yeah. It's up to you. Okay. Why I wish I'd know. If we could take books, I would have taken some already. What? Avery wanted books, I'll bring him home some hentai. <laughs> <laughs> Why it takes it? Why takes a graphic novel and says, <laughs> "Right, I, I've got to admit, I, we just, we're not finding anything which is a serious book here, are we, Virion? I mean, as much as I am attached to this one in a way, it's certainly not a." Uh, it's not a text to be taken seriously in this dimension anyway. Maybe we should keep moving then. Indeed. I think I think then while we started with the not so serious at the bottom, we're getting more serious to come up, so maybe we if we get to the top floor, or one of the top floors, that could be the key. Mm. Do we just leave knives down there? I think it seems happy I, enough. I and I, do you know what? At this point, if I we go back downstairs, I'm not clearing up the wood. Right. Okay. So let's just go. What was that? <laughs> that's that's, that's, a, that's a far show joke. Okay. Let's just yeah keep going. <laughs> Wyatt, as you look over uh, Virion's shoulder, you can see that there's multiple more of these books labeled Power Rangers. Wonder. Is there one? I'll look to see if there's one about. Me. I realise this is a bad thing to do, but whilst those two are engrossed, can I just keep moving? Yeah, definitely. You can add up to the fourth floor. 
And it's Wyatt. Uh, you can make an investigation check, Wyatt. Oh, yeah, 17. Why? That's you... italics, yes. Sorry. <laughs> Why? You can find no mention of yourself or anything, but you do find many other. You find mentions in the teams that your shifts are inspired by. You find books and books upon them of all of their exploits, showing their secret identities, their lives they lead, everything about them. Like This seems to be too much information. This isn't the kind of information you would give to someone. This is wild stuff reading this. I keep... I look for, like, the most... the largest book about I can and just take that one. Sure. You grab at the very end of this bookshelf. There seems to be a book that's about double the size of all of the rest of them. And as you open it, it just seems to be almost just like a picture dictionary of all of the different styles of rangers from over all of the years. Okay. I guess we would have mentioned as well. The what? And on all dimensions, I'm guessing as well. Yeah. Oh, okay. I take that one. That's going to be some heavy reading later on. <sighs> okay. Okay. And encyclopedia. Okay. Right. Well, having bagged that, we'll now give chasing, try and catch up with Virion, because that is something to read at a quiet moment later. Virian, you leaving behind Wyatt to stare at his own or try and find his own exploits, make your way back to the staircase and head on up to the fourth floor. As you get up to the fourth floor, you immediately realize the staircase is broken. And about 15 steps up from the fourth floor landing, the staircase breaks off and there are no more stairs. Hmm. Let's see. If we've gone, if can I get onto the floor? Yep, or you can get onto the floor. Nope, you can get onto the fourth okay. floor. Then I'd like to have a look around, please. Sure. As you get onto the fourth floor, please make me a perception check. Uh, twelve plus six, eighteen. Virian, you walking off the landing onto the fourth floor. This floor kind of smells a bit different. It smells, the air smells mustier up here if that's, you think it's must, and you walk forward and make your way and get to the first bookshelf and put your hand up to grab one of the books and then have an odd feeling and turn your head to the right. And you stare directly at a perfectly made statue of a human staring right back at you. Male. Look to be 20s. Wearing a nice robe. A look of fear on their face. Mm. About this time, 
Wyatt, you reach the landing of the fourth floor. Okay, so I've just got up and... Um... You can just see Virian standing at the a bookshelf with their hand out looking to the right. That's all you can see at this time. And that the stairs are broken ahead of you. You're right, Virian. Can I take a step or two towards the statue? Yeah. See if I can get a closer look at it. Sure. Yeah. Uh, move towards you. Move towards the statue, and the closer you get, the more you can tell how perfectly this is done. You can you can see like the cracks and lines in the skin, like it is so well done. The statue. Hmm. That's not unsettling at all. But is it just a statue? As far as you can tell. It's not moving or anything like that. Just standing there. Can Wyatt actually see the statue? No, it's farther down the book, uh, like the line of bookshelves. Ah, okay. So by the angle that you're at, the owner, he can't see the statue at all. Hmm. Part of me wants to touch it, but that's also probably not a good idea. <laughs> that's what Kerry would do. I'm just gonna say to Wyatt, "There's a statue down here." By a message. A statue. Come and look at it. Wyatt will. Walk so he removes so he can uh, so he can see it. Wyatt, you see this finely crafted statue. That's uh, well made. That's kind of funky up here, though. Mm. I've seen a lot of well-made statues in my time, but. This is probably one of the best ones. And that's what makes it so unsettling. Virian? Yes? Have you... Have you ever heard of the band of the Weeping Angels? (laughs) I'm joking. Is this one of your stories involving your men in spandex suits? No. No, it's not. Anyway, um, why would approach the statue and just like give it the once over sort of thing a bit closer up? Wyatt, as you do this, you also just realize there you can see wrinkles in the robe that this man is wearing. You can see the individual strands of hair on the head. You can see a bit of a stubble growing in on the face. This is almost, it's insane, the level of detail that is on this statue. If I didn't know better, Virian, I would say that this... It looks too detailed to be a statue. 
a weird question, and I know I'm firing off completely in the wrong direction with this. It doesn't look anything like Avery, does it? Because, you know, he's a wizard. He would have had to learn magic. It does not look anything like Avery. Damn it. Furiously yeah, well. writes notes. <laughs> it's worth asking. I mean, things like that would just let us down before, so absolutely right to ask that question. <laughs> um, okay. Can I back up from it? It's okay. A little too perfect. Why will with his with, he's still got his gun out. With, with the end of his gun, he's going to attack against us actually very gently. There's a stone. There's a metal on stone. Click as your pistol clicks against stone. Certainly seems to be just stone, Virion. No matter how impressive it looks and how lifelike it looks, it is just stone. You can tell Virion does not trust this statue. But uh, we're not here for a statue. We're here to find a book. So let's uh, let's, let's let's carry on. Can I go back to that bookshelf that I was originally at? Yeah. Uh, you go back to and you pull off the first book and it says Avengers 1. Okay, I put the book back. Right. Hmm. And the staircase is the only way up from here even though it's broken. How how much of it is broken? There are no more stairs. So the, is there a floor above us still? Mm-hmm. How high is it? How high is it? Uh, to get to the railings. Yeah. Um, go out there. Make a make an investigation check. Never mind. That one. Yeah, it could be anywhere from 15 to 50 feet. You're not really sure. You know, those number things were always pretty hard for you. You got good at shooting stuff, not the calculating stuff. I am... Um, I'm not entirely sure anything I've got would uh, get us up there, Vivian. You got anything on you that could do it, sort of thing? You got any, like, uh, jumping magics of yours? Is there any ladders on this floor? Or any of the nearby floors? You have not seen a ladder this entire time. God damn it. I have fly, but the bastard of being a warlock is I have to cast it at fourth level, and I've only got two of those slots. I mean, to be fair, I'm also a warlock. What do I use? That isn't Eldritch Blast. Mm. I mean, I half expected um, you and Damien one day to just like come in with Eldritch Blast firing like like Iron Man. I think it went like the pulse of beams. Okay. 
it's not climbable then, I'm guessing. No, unfortunately, the way of this spiral staircase that kind of just is just perfectly smooth walls to each, you know, level besides where this staircase would be. Okay. Hmm. I wonder, Vin, I'm going to discuss this with you because I think that I've, one, of my, one of my biggest failings is not discussing something before I do it. Okay. You know back in the hospital when I made the ground erupt? Okay, I'm just going to stop you right there. Mm-hmm. I've seen what you've done to Damien. It's not that I don't trust you, but I'd rather not be a part of this. I was going to say, how about we get back quite a long way, I use it, and we climb the erupted earth to get to the next level. Would that work, though? Possible. I suppose it depends on what he god thinks. Oh, fuck it. I cast flying because I'm using <laughs> it at fourth level. It targets Wyatt as well. Wonderful. So you cast, you see a magic, just shiny, shimmering magic just encompasses all over Virian like fairy dust before he reaches his hand out and almost sprinkles some fairy dust on Wyatt as well as you both feel yourself become weightless and you can float and fly now. Oh, great. Tinkerbell. Okay. Would you like me to drop you? I'm good. I'm good. I'll be good. Good. That's what I thought. Wyatt, do you trust me? Virion, no. (laughs) Wyatt, how about I collapse the entire fucking building, including (laughs) billions of heavy tomed books onto our heads? Anyway, thank you for flying. Thank you for the flight ability. How long does it last, Virion? Ten minutes. Okay, I think you're trying to get up there and zoom around a bit faster, probably, hopefully. I mean, we've both, we've both got a flying speed now of 60 foot for the next 10 minutes. Excellent. Let's make the most of this, then. Um, Wyatt will basically swim through the air because he hasn't flown before. To, 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 yeah. To, uh, you see Wyatt effectively breaststroking across the air every once in a while, mixing in a doggy paddle, but it's surprisingly working well. First time. So. This is the part where if there was one, Virion just looks into the camera at this <laughs> spectacle. <laughs> breaks, the fir- breaks the fourth wall. <laughs> okay, so... So you'd like to fly up to the fifth the fifth floor then? Yes, please. As you both zoom out into the open air, you're from the ground floor. What the fuck? From knives actually yelling. (laughs) We're checking up here. See you in a minute. Okay, I I mean, not that I'm not enjoying what I'm looking at right now, but I'm pretty sure these are all just these picture books. I I don't think we're going to find what we're looking here for here, but be my guest. So do you think 
with that being said in the image, maybe we should and wire points at the pipes. That's what I was going for. Okay. Why we'll uh, we'll follow Virian, presumably towards one of the pipes. Sure. It's kind of sundown tonight first. Are you coming with us? As he looks up at you. Well, um don't exactly have a means to come with you, so I guess I'll try and find another way. I guess? I don't know, but just do what you're going to do and I'll be fine. Mm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. On the roof, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten different circular openings that lead somewhere. Which tube would you two like to take? I'm thinking of doing that together. Okay. Let's see, what one shall we take? Number nine, according to my dice. <laughs> Could it never? Virian staring at the just ridiculousness that is Wyatt trying to swim through the air grabs Wyatt by the scruff of his neck, aka the back of his shirt, and like a normal and almost a superhero, just zooms up, taking them both flying up the, into the air and through the ninth tube into darkness. And where they will go, I guess we'll find out soon. But meanwhile... Damien. You find yourself flying, and by flying, I mean, you're not actually flying. You're in a metal box, but you hate it because you are once again in the metal elevator of the Golden Crane with Bart on your side as you fly horizontally and you two stick. Well, I think the first place we should obviously check. We'll check his room first. All right. As Bart once again uh, reaches out with his key card and kind of swipes the silver wall and says, 97! And the zoom comes to a stop before <sighs> dropping straight down. And da er, Damien, you still gripping onto the sides, just hold on as you feel your feet leave the ground for just a second. And the elevator comes to a very sudden stop. Hedge and Assy rage. I'll fuck it with the wind currents. You notice that Bart doesn't even take notice of your thing anymore. And he's like, that is the slowest setting, so I'm sorry. But they are meant to be, you know, moving around very quickly. So I apologize. Uh, it's it's an air genasi thing. It's not a speed thing. Air is basically my sixth sense, so this fucks with it. Right, 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 right. Well, let's go fuck with Grozny and find out what the fuck he is up to. If it turns out he's up to nefarious shit, am I allowed to lock him in a room and cast sickening radiance? Damien, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. If Grozny has fucking turned on us and is working for someone else, I will allow you to do whatever the fuck you want to him. 
You know what? I think I'll like you today, Bart. Right. Well, let's go. The elevator doors slide open and you walk out into a very long hallway and it immediately what hits you first is just kind of the smell of B.O. As you look about and you see just multitudes of loxidens and gifts walking about on this huge, like, long hallway with multiple doors open. And you see him walking in and out as you have reached one of the dormitory floors for the Ganymede, or for the Golden Crane security force. Yes. Yes, it always smells like this. I fucking hate coming here. All right, out of the way! Out of the way! See, Bart begins to storm forward. A lot of these half-dressed gif and loxidins, some in parts of their armor, some of them in more casual clothes. You can see that some of them are getting, like, coming and going, often, like, going to shifts, coming back to their rooms to get cleaned off or take a nap, sleep, whatever like that. But most of them seeing Bart here on the floor uh, just kind of scatter out of the way, and you see doors begin to be slammed shut as more and more of these gif and loxidin begin to just move out of the way and run away from Bart as he's storming down this hallway. I'm just stalking behind him, giving off murder energy. All right, uh, son of a bitch. What what fucking room is his anymore? You see, Bart begins to keep walking, and you didn't realize how long this hallway was. You just keep walking by more and more doors. But as you do, the hallway gets more and more silent as there are less and less commotion, as Bart's very presence seems to just fill all of these... So, or soldiers and guards with a sense of dread as you finally reach it. 600, yes, this is where he fucking is. And Bart just, instead of like knocking or anything like that, you see Bart's hands light up with energy and an Eldritch Blast just launches from both of his hands and the door just disintegrates in front of you as Bart storms in. Crossfight! And you storm in after, I'm assuming. I kind of pause a second just in case he gets like blasted out the door again. <laughs> and then I follow him. Uh, as you step in, you see Bart with still his hands glowing with energy, looking about into a completely empty and spotless room. Spotless as in not lifted? It looks like this room hasn't been touched in, yeah, days at least. What the fuck? Life. God damn it! You see Bart's hands stop glowing, and he storms out and begins pounding on the door across the hall. Open up! locks and opens the door. Where in the fuck is Grozny? Uh, 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 the locks him against the stamp. I, 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 think, I, I think he's down on the, the train floor. Uh, he's down on the train floor, Mr. Bart. I'm sorry. I think he's down on the train floor. Thank you. The door quickly closes as Bart turns back to you. All right. We need to go back to the elevator. I'm sorry. Before 
I go, can I just glance around this room? Because if it hasn't been lived in in several days, and he's been back several days, it's us. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, make me an investigation check. Uh, 13 plus 2. So Damien, as you look about the room, you see on the desk there's actually a uh, journal that, or like a appointment book. And as you grab it and you begin to flip through it really quickly, you can see that Grozny actually kept very detailed notes of everything he was doing from like each day. Like just, you know, just everything down to the meticulous minute, like wake up, eat breakfast. Uh, change outfit, work out, get to troops. Like, he was very meticulous. As much as he seemed like a meathead and kind of an idiot, he actually, you know, worked his way into his position by hard work and just being very meticulous. But you can see their last note is from the day that you two left. What's the last... Is it the last note, meet me? The last note is simply... Bart, uh, meet Damien Southgate from Bart. What kind of gesture to Bart and show him this? Well, well, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Grozny always fucking was mocking down. It's so fucking annoying. If I made him one minute fucking late for his fucking schedule. Yeah, but this means... That the Grozny you knew at least was the one that met me. Potentially, it might be a when it was probably an ambush, and whatever Grozny came back is not the one that you had. This doesn't make any sense. Grozny has been fine the past three days. Yeah, and the aquarium had never blown up before. You can see Bart is just like physically vibrating with rage at this moment. He Bart is many things, but he hates not knowing more than anything. Bart is the you can tell the kind of person who has his finger in every pie. This is why he is Vicious's right hand man because Bart knows everything. And when Bart doesn't know, Bart gets very aggressively angry as he just stands there vibrating. And you can see his hands just shaking. I don't know what the fuck is going on here, but I am going to rip whatever that is apart piece by piece to figure it the fuck out! I mean, I'm 100% with you. Maybe let's try a little bit of subtlety first. Whatever this thing is doesn't know I'm back yet. Doesn't know I live. So we can go to the training floor. I can quite easily... I have a few tricks that means I can just hide in the darkness and you can talk to him. Get him to slip up. If he doesn't, I'll pop up. That'll make him slip up. And then you can rip him thread from thread and we can melt his bones, etc. You can see Bart stares at you for taking a deep breath. You're right, Damien. You're right this time. Let's go and chat with Grozny. 
I kind of put the door back on its hinges and go to the elevator. You get a wonderful scene of Damien grabbing the door by the handle and lifting it back up into the spot before it just once again falls back in onto the ground as the two of you walk back down the hallway back to the elevator. I look at one of the like gifts that goes past and I'm like, fix that. And then I keep walking. They like stare at you and they look towards Bard for a second before they just uh, just uncannily just salute and run off towards that door. Or uh, somebody help me. I don't know how to fucking fix the door. You don't know how to fix the door? I don't know how to fucking fix the door. As you see, there's now two Loxidans and a GIF all staring at this broken door as you and Bart make your way onto the elevator. Right, well, and you see the key card flashes one more time. 91st floor. I'm sorry, Damien. At speed. And you see the doors slam shut before Bart even grabs onto the railing. And you feel what feels like the floor itself drop out beneath you as the elevator just drops straight down at an accelerated pace as you're straight down 10 floors. And suddenly it stops, and then it actually has to go back up two floors because it went so fast that it went by the floor it was supposed to stop at. And it stops, ding, and the doors fly open. Ah, I don't even like going that quickly. Gives you quite a rush. Right. He steps out onto the massive training floor, and it looks to be a about a good 80 by 80, just massive space of a room. And you can see there are racks of weaponry, and you can see that there are a bunch of Warforged down here as well. And you can see there's a whole bunch of GIF and Loxton practicing formations and training with battle axes and swords, working on sparring and such. It's a loud cacophony of noise as metal clangs into metal and bodies punch off each other. And you can hear men and women and every other type screaming and yelling in battle and calling out commands and such. My spot slash here, Grozny, because he's fucking loud and massive. Damien, as you scan the room, you can see on the far back wall, standing on a bit of a heightened um, little bit of a ground, so that you can stand over and staring over, you can see Grozny standing and barking out commands to a bunch of soldiers in front of him working on formations. And you can see that Grozny is standing up on this stage with about eight Warforged behind him. I kind of look at him, I'm like, he's on that stage over there. I'm going to go around the side and vanish, as it were. Have fun. I'll just kind of signal me if you want me to step in. All right, Damien. I will try and keep my cool about this. And yes, I will signal you if I need anything. I'm kind of going to slink around the side. And once I get kind of close enough that I can hear slash see him properly, I'm going to use my new invocation, One with Shadows, which allows me as an action. I'm basically, I found like a dim area in the corner. 
It's when you're in an area of dim light or darkness, you can become invisible as an action for free. Damien, you basically skiver behind one of these large weapon stands and in the shadow behind it, just disappear into the darkness. As you watch Bart just begin to stride across the floor. Once again, as he does, all of these soldiers kind of stop and they all stop to salute for a second as Bart walks by and the sound begins to die down as Bart walks towards Grozny on this stage before stopping and the whole platoon in front of Grozny, you hear Grozny, all right, you fucking morons. Let's see a little more hustle today. And so he suddenly notices, oh, what? What can we do for you, buddy? see Bart kind of just walks forward. Grozny. Yes, 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 Grozny. How I have wanted to come down here and just see what kind of ship you are running with our troops. Well, um, don't think it's really uh, you know, much your problem, Bart. <laughs> well, of course, you come on up here. You can stand on stage with me and we'll watch these uh, monkeys dance about for us, right? My eyes are trained on Grozny, looking for any sort of, like, nervous twitch. Or glancing around as if he's expecting me to show up, or something like that. Uh, As far as you can tell from your vantage point, Damien, Grozny is the exact thing you have met before. He is the gif, loud, boisterous. He looks exceedingly confident, bordering on arrogance, standing up here on stage. Not a whiff of fear worry in his eyes at all how far away is he from me from my hiding point you're probably about 20 feet from him at this point can i slide on the goggles of night i got from Ila diablo because that gives me true sight of up to 120 feet mm-hmm. i basically just want to like i'm just staring at him and they have detect magic on them so i'm just gonna be like yep you once again you slide down the goggles and there is no magical aura about Grozny at all. It's actually odd, because even the most normal of person generally has a bit of an aura to them. Everyone has a bit of an aura. But there is nothing around Grozny. Hmm. suspicion rising also just there like I swear to god Bart if you start a brawl on this training floor we are going to have problems as this is happening you watch Bart walking through the troops and making his way to the left side and walking up onto the stage standing next to Grozny alright well get get them back to them you know working or whatever you call it Grozny let's just see what they can do alright alright well you heard him get back to work and you see Bart actually leans in and begins to whisper to Grozny and you can't hear it at all and you see Grozny looks down well yeah of course yeah yeah yeah, we'll just step up yeah let's step into the back no problem no problem yeah yeah, all right, all right, you idiots. You guys keep working. 
Master Bot wants to speak to me over there, alright? I'll be in your room. No fucking about. And you see Bart leads Grozny back off the stage. Uh, off where he walked and actually begins walking towards where you're hiding but then takes a right and you see there's actually a door that kind of opens up and Grozny, Bart and these Warforged all begin to walk into this room. I'm kind of going to wait a few seconds and then I'll kind of creepily stalk that direction. Sure. Uh, Make me a stealth check with advantage because you are still Basically, the night. I am the darkness. What's well, advantage? That is the 20. Eliza would have been a four. <laughs> uh, Damien, you just through the inky darkness slide and actually managed to just slide in through the door right before it fully closes. No one notices as you find yourself in a much smaller room. Uh, a storage closet, if you will, as this is like lined with a bunch of the like gold um, clothing that all of the guards wear. So this is the storage closet for all of that. And you see Bart standing with Grozny in the middle of the room. You do the back of the wall. So Grozny, I just wanted to speak to you again about the incident where we lost Damien. But all right. I told you, the, we drove, we began to head towards the extraction point. The fucking jeep blew up, and I woke up in a fiery wreckage, and I crawled myself back to town, and Damien wasn't there. You must be dead. Right, well. You can see that Bart himself is just trying his best to stay calm at this moment and he's just staring daggers at Grozny and he's you can see Bart is just getting angrier and angrier with himself and he just Grozny what if I said to you that I didn't believe you what proof do you have that these things happened huh Grozny oh Mr. Bart uh, we've always had good relationship. I, I, I know what you're trying to insinuate right here, but I've always been a very competent and company man for Mr. Vicious. And I do not take kindly to these kinds of accusations. You see, Bart takes a step towards him. So, say... Damien himself were to walk into this room right now. What explanation would you have for me then? Damien's dead. So I don't have to make an explanation for something that clearly can't happen. At this point, I uncloak myself. I'm behind him. I'm behind Grozny. And I just kind of go, yeah, people have said that before, but... I keep coming back. You see, Grozny doesn't turn. He's still staring at Bart. He just stands straight up and turns around and looks at you, Damien. And he does 
cocks his head to the side. Well, well, well. This all be fun. And as he says, this ought to be fun. You see the eight Warforged that came into the room with you. Suddenly all eight sets of their eyes. Becomes a static. And you see Grozny kind of smile a minute as his eyes go to a full static. Oh, shit. And I will need you to roll me some initiative. Thank you. God for alert, at least. But meanwhile, we go to a hole in the ground filled with an Asimar. Well, he once was an Asimar. Now he's some form of reborn or undead, but who knows what it is. But Avery, how you feeling there, buddy? Uh, as he just lays in this pit, he is about to let out the loudest where he can, and then he realizes what's going on around him in the big footsteps, so he just sighs instead. Still irritated as utter fuck. Avery, being this deep under the ground, you can feel these vibrations even more. And it does feel like they are definitely getting closer as the boom is coming much sooner after the vibrations. How deep's the hole? You are ten feet down. Hmm. Okay. And because my um, boots are springy, which I now have, you can jump three times your normal normal distance and if I'm correct the high jump is free plus your strength modifier isn't it that it is okay obviously I have completely flat strength but that's not the point the point is that's um, nine feet in total so could I like jump and try try and grab onto the ledge and pull myself up oh of course you can do that uh, I will need a couple things from you. I will need you to first make me the acrobatics check to see if you can jump and get up there. And then I will need a strength save to make sure that uh, you can hold on and you don't tumble back into the hole. That tone of voice from Chad means you should run. Run far. Probably. Run, 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 run! I mean, as I, as I get up, it's like, I'm sure I'll be rescued soon. I'm sure they're not looking at tentacle porn. <laughs> That's not a bad start. Uh, 16 on acrobatics. 13 plus 3. Avery, you... 
they literally just bend down and you don't think your muscles are going to let you, but you suddenly just spring straight into the air and you reach and your fingertips are on the edge and you're about to grab the edge and what'd you get? Uh, with the bands that I got, yes. does that add a, that adds a um, plus two to strength scores, doesn't it? Correct. So would I be adding a plus two to the saving throw or is it that still flat? I'm just double checking. Oh. You can add the plus two to it. Okay, so it's a 19 then. Avery, with your newly acquired items, you feel your muscles bulge as you kind of just actually just grab onto the ground and your fingers seep, sink deep into it and you rip yourself up onto the grass and <sighs> sprawl out back up onto solid ground. I immediately punch the ground in anger. Make me an Forget attack roll. Uh, twelve. You miss. I'm just, I'm just fucking with you. You know, you, you punch the ground in anger. Okay. Uh, standing back up. How? Can Can I remember which direction I was going in? Uh, make me a history check at disadvantage. Oh, my low was a... a 12 plus 5. Avery, you stand back up, looking about in this little bit of a clearing, and hey, trying to remember, is, is that was that... It's really hard to get your bearings after being yanked into the air and then, you know, yanked 15 feet in the air and then dropped, you know, those 15 feet plus another 10 feet straight down into a hole and having to climb out of the hole. As you look about, you can't even tell. There doesn't even seem to be any broken brush where you would have come through. It's almost as if the jungle took away whatever path you used before. So you have no idea which way you came from. As you stand in the middle of this circle clearing, the trees themselves, and as I, I don't remember if I told you this earlier, these trees this time are much taller. You're kind of, it gives the, instead of the enclosed feeling that you had before where you're very claustrophobic, now it's there's just too much space about you. And the actual canopy of the trees is about, you know, 15 feet above you. So it gives you this kind of just, odd feeling of too much area around you and being very exposed at all times. But what would you like to do? I um hmm. I think I'm gonna because so the area in front of me has changed completely, isn't it? At this moment you are just surrounded by trees. You really you're just in a little bit of a circle clearing and it's just all these trees around you. And all you can see is trees, trees, trees. But I can distinguish that it doesn't look the same as it did before. It looks as... You can't tell where you came from. It's almost... It doesn't look completely different. It looks more the fact that the brush might have grown back from where you came from before. So the jungle itself covered up your tracks, it seems. Alright. I'm still going to keep heading in forward in the direction I've been going. I think. Yeah, I'll do that. 
Sure. Uh, make me a perception check, please. That's all right. Uh, 16 plus 7. All right. Uh, make me a survival check, please. Eight. Avery, you begin to push off again, once again, into the jungle. And you begin to make your way, trying again to get away from this booming sound you can hear off in the distance. And begin to go forwards, and suddenly there's a You see a bit of a bee just flying right in front of you. Very large. You see the stinger, actually. It's a big enough bee that you can see that the stinger has a and it flies right in front of your face. You're staring at it for a second. It flies off and you watch the bee just for one more moment. Pray turn to look again. And can you make me a dexterity saving throw at disadvantage, please? One. <laughs> Avery, how much health do you have? Not a lot. Avery, as you turn your head back, you go to take a step forwards and you feel a blade drive deep into your stomach. As you hear, (laughs) and you look down, you see a tiny little ape standing in front of you as a dagger you can feel begins to twist in your stomach a little bit and it looks up at you with these bloodshot eyes and it smiles a toothy grin and Avery you will take 26 points of piercing damage I'm done he got a knife no I, I had 23 left Avery you staring at this tiny ape with his knife in your belly fall to your knees as what would normally be blood begins to pour out of you. Yours doesn't look normal anymore. And you just stare at this little smiling ape <laughs> as it twists the knife a little bit more. Avery, make me a death saving throw, please. Okay, I because of my deathless nature, I do get this at advantage. Which might have saved me in the long run, because a low was another one. Uh, but that is an 11. Avery, you feel the knife twisting in your stomach, and <coughs> you cough a bit of blood, and you think your vision goes blurry for a second before you focus back in and you feel the chest the gem in your chest begin to burn white hot as you're make another death saving throw please 
free. Avery, you feel the knife dig deeper into your belly as this little ape actually steps forward and puts its arm on your back and begins to push farther. And it's... <laughs> and you you can feel the knife itself. You think it might be almost touching your spine at this second. Avery, I need one more death save, please. 18. Avery, your whole body, this isn't like the last time you died at all. That was an act of almost power in some ways where you chose what was going on. You were saving all of these people. You right here on your knees in the middle of this jungle with a small ape with a knife in your belly is not how you imagined going out again. I need another death save. Six. I got two and a six. Avery, you feel the knife going deeper. And you begin to... Your vision's kind of beginning to blur as you're staring at this small ape in front of you. You can still feel that burning white hotness coming from the gem in your chest, from the locket. And it's basically all that's holding you to this world at this second. As your vision is almost gone completely. And I need one more death save from you. It's a natural 20. Avery. That was normal as a two. Avery, you feel your consciousness begin to slip completely away as your vision begins to just slip back and forth. And suddenly, the white hot pain in your chest almost expands through your whole body and through your blurry vision you see a beam of red energy fire straight out of your chest and literally burrow a hole through this little tiny ape's skull as you see it goes and as your vision completely blurs out and you feel yourself slumping on the ground you feel almost as if the blood itself is sucking back into your body as you black out completely. But meanwhile, back in a library somewhere, somewhere on the outskirts of Ganymede. (laughs) Well, that was fucking intense. Benefit of the tape. As Chad said, meanwhile, both, literally all of us kind of went, shit, don't look at me, don't look at me, don't look at me. <laughs> Detective Wyatt, Virian, two of you find yourself zooming up through this massive tube, and you feel that it's completely circular around. It's 
probably a good, you know, 10, 12 feet wide. So it's quite, you know, spacious as you're zooming up through it. And you go up and up. And it takes you a good, doesn't take you too long as you are flying at extreme speeds right now. Uh, due to Virian's magic. Uh, but you do go up about a good 50 feet through this tube before you suddenly open up into another massive area. And as you look about everything, it takes your eyes a moment to adjust because everything in here is so shiny. Everything is metallic. It's huge. You, as you kind of float there above the ground, look up and it's at least a good 150 feet to the ceiling as you see just multiple uh, levels upon levels and you can see little uh, like platforms in front of you that seem to have like a little bit of energy about them as they seem to be moving up and down. Is there a ledge we can land on? There's a floor under you. Okay. Um not sure how long we've been airborne for, so White will hover near the, near the, near the ground. Say so it took you about two minutes so far to okay. fly from the library, or the floor of the library, or onto this floor. Okay. Um, so, is there books in here, or is it just metallic stuff? Oh no, these are all, there's, as you begin to look about the metallic that you see are all metallic bookshelves and these are just lined with book upon book upon book time to start investigating let's get on this Syrian definitely uh Wyatt flies himself over to a and starts like trying to speed read as he flies along sure uh make me an investigation check my first crit 20 of the session nice uh, Wyatt, as you're <laughs> as you're zooming by Wyatt, these bookshelves, you this of this first floor, you begin to just read titles of mathematics and physics and sciences and all sorts of other things like this. And as you just see lines upon lines, you begin to read words that you don't understand. Uh, but this, you begin to quickly realize these seem to be all be like science books. Okay. Science stuff, Virion. This is uh, not text uh, notes. There could be stuff about multiverse stuff in here, to be fair, because that's sciencey, surely. It's worth a look. Well, I will continue looking to try and find uh, multiverse history and practical applications. Uh, sure. Uh, make me another investigation check. Mm, not quite as good. It's only 19. Plus two. Uh, are you staying on this first floor, Wyatt? Or are you going to try and fly up to other floors? I will try and, like, rotate, like, go around, as it were. Okay. Uh, I, I will say you can fly pretty fast, but as you're trying to read as well, Probably you're only going to be able to get through maybe three of these floors doing that before the spell would run out. Um, can I see if it, if any of these stairwells, is there any stair? So it's basically like the same stairwell it was in the other room, was it? 
There are no stairwells, you can see, but there are. It does look to be these little platforms that seem to be moving up and down. Okay, and they're moving anyway, so I can always yeah. use them if I'm down. Okay, so I will, I will, I will do that for the, for the first three floors. Yes. Sure. Awesome. Uh, Virian, what are you doing? Uh, how many floors are there in total? Uh, as you look up and down, it looks like there is fifteen floors. Oh Jesus! Okay, just to be contrary, I'm going to start from the fourth floor. Sure. Awesome. Uh, then both of you give me another investigation roll. Okay. Hmm, apparently the dice wish to try and find things. That's an 18. 17 for me all in. All in. Wyatt, as you uh, whiz around these first three floors of books, uh, you can't find anything. It just seems the whole first floor might just be mathematics. The whole second floor seems to be some kind of biology floor. The third floor seems to be something about physics. But you don't seem to find anything on the study of multiverses or anything of that nature. Virian, as you whiz around the fourth, fifth, and sixth floors, you see things on like geology, and you see things on chemistry, and you see other books on the study of like lasers and that kind of such. But none of these three floors seem to have anything on the study of multiverse or anything like that. And as you, as Wyatt, you finish the third floor, and Virian, you finish the sixth floor, you, Virian, feel almost like a little bit of a ticking clock in your brain go, oh shit, that spell's about to wear off. Time to land. Wyatt will land on one of the moving platforms going up. I don't know. I will do likewise. Sure. I'll get, get off at the seventh floor because I can see that uh, I could, looking up, I could see if Vian got on got on at the sixth. So. Sure. And Virian, what floor are you going to? Does it really make sense if we're both on the same floor? Okay, I'll go to the eighth. Start from there. Figure, figure we'll, work, we'll cover more ground. And we're on the same room, so not technically up. Yeah. All right. Uh, I need another investigation roll from both of you. Another 17 all in. Also a 17. Uh, Both of you find books on sciences that you don't understand at all. You're not really sure what they're trying to tell you, but it's definitely nothing about multiverses or anything like that. There's getting more and more bizarre stuff here, Vivian. I say in my head. Let's just keep going. Indeed. Uh, Virian, can I get you to make me a perception check, please? I am slightly better at these, I think. That is, well, that's a 21 all in. Virian, as you make your way off the 8th floor and back onto the moving platform to head up, probably I assume to the 10th floor, suddenly you feel something moving in your bag. Okay. I look in my bag. Virian, as you look in your bag, you see the black bound book that you got all of those ages ago in the cube. Is this the one with the gold lock on it? That it is. Oh. 
just look at it. As you touch, or are you touching it or are you just looking at it? I'm just holding it for a moment. Uh, as you grab the book from your bag and you hold it in between both your hands, the book itself feels quite cold to the touch, like almost to the point of freezing as you're holding on to it. And as you're doing this, you can like, it's not moving, it's not moving in your hands, but it's radiating right now. Hmm. I assume it's still locked though. Uh, as you fiddle with the gold lock on the front, you feel that it's still completely intact. Okay. Hmm. I'm just going to keep hold of it as I'm walking along then. Awesome. Alright, uh, so then are you both heading up, so I'd assume, to the ninth and 10th floors then? I'd say so. Another investigation check, please, then. Mm. It's only 11 this time. 16. Wyatt, you do not understand. You know that these words, like, you can read the words and everything on these, but they are not making sense to you at all. This is some kind of metaphysic, super science, quantum realm bullshit that it's not the study of the multiverse or anything like that, but it's some other wild stuff that you have no idea about. Because hmm. I know the words I'm looking for, and these aren't them. Correct. And Virian, you, as you're looking about, you realize that you actually find a book about the multiverse. And as you're looking about over these shelves, you come to one shelf, you can see there's a missing spot on the shelf. I haven't been carrying around this book this entire time, have I? No. Because I, I was going to say, I know I haven't really given the locked book that much thought, but... No, I, I'm not that much of an asshole. Maybe I am, but I'm not this time. <laughs> Because like you had you had three um, people looking at you at the same time. I was like, yes, you are. <laughs> so, I assume the missing spot would be the one that we want. You don't oh, really know what the filing system is of this library, but you can just tell that every other shelf you've ever gone to so far in this li or entire library has been completely stocked. And this is the first time you've come to a shelf with an empty spot. Best part is, if I ha I had so I have someone with me who if he didn't hate my guts, he might be quite useful in this. Plus, I already owe the man, so I'm not trying to get any more out of him. Having I just finished... sent... Oh, after you. Uh, I just um, send a message to Wyatt saying, "Find a shelf with a gap for the first time in about six thousand shelves." A gap. That's. 
be having fun at those jets. I'm on my way. And White will head to the lift to come to the floor to uh, where Vivian is. Why do you make your way up to the 10th floor and you see Virian standing in front of one of these bookshelves and just standing there pointing at, you can see that the books themselves, instead of being perfectly held straight up by having so many in the shelf, there's no room to move, are making a nice little teepee and leaning on each other. Hmm. Would I be able to tell how, I mean, obviously we can't, we don't obviously know what book was taken, but can I tell, based on my detective skills, um, that could I work out how long ago the book was taken? Oh, hmm. Sure. Make me an investigation check. And you know what? You are a detective, so have it at advantage. I appreciate that because that was a one. Um, uh, that is seventeen all in. I'll take that. I'll take that advantage. Thank you very much, Chad. Wyatt. As you're looking at the spot on the bookshelf, you can see that while it's not really dusty in here at all, you can see that these books have actually kind of worn into each other. And so you can tell that this wasn't probably done recently, that these books, the weight has kind of pushed these two books almost together because they've been leaning like this for so long. Hmm. So it's been a while since this book was taken. So it's not like someone intentionally is trying to throw us off its feel. Um, but we also don't know that the book that was here is the book we're looking for for certain but it certainly seems to be in the right section let's let's mark this floor check it a bit carefully and if there's nothing here move on to the next one smart move can I can I um, double check this floor yeah, uh, as you begin to pull more and more and look through all these different bookshelves, you can tell that this floor does seem to be dedicated to the science of studying of universes and the study of multi-universes. But not one of them is labeled multiversal history and product applications. You do not find the book that you are looking for, but you find many other books Titled similarly, but nothing that is what you're looking for. I think that does mean, Virion, that the book we need has been taken quite a while ago. Can I check on the next floor? Just to see if it goes off topic at all? Sure, you can go up to the next floor. Uh, make me another investigation check. My dice tried to run away, but that's a 16. This whole floor is definitely not about uh, multiverses anymore. It has switched to another topic of science. Okay, that's put an end to that. Is um, my book with the gold lock 
still kind of I've got it in my notes as it's kicking off a little bit. It's radiating uh, energy for sure, and it hasn't stopped radiating radiating energy. If anything, you feel like it maybe is picking up, not like in an extreme fashion, of, but it feels like maybe it's gone up a degree. If that Let's makes keep sense. going then. Let me go up here. Just something I want to try. Okay. And I'd like to go up another floor to see if that changes anything else. You feel the energy being given off by the book increases maybe a little bit. But you're not completely positive if it did, but you think it might have. Hmm. So basically what Wyatt can probably see is getting on the lift, going up one more floor, and another, and another, just one at a time. Wyatt will... Holding a book. Wyatt does see this and hogs head one side and like, I'm not come and join you, okay? Wyatt gets on his way and just goes up, so like basically playing catch up now behind you and just following up the lift. <laughs> sure. Uh, Virian, can you make me two perception checks, please? Okay. They're all two fourteens, which means two dirty twenties. Fantastic. What are the odds? Virian, as you get off on the fourteenth floor, as you're kind of like checking to see if the book changes at all it once again that still that feeling where it might have but it's so it's so infinitesimal that you're not positive but you're pretty sure it is like radiating more power as you seem to be going up but as you get off the lift on the 14th uh, level and you look straight across you actually see a big circular opening again like the tube that you went through and you can see that it goes straight before then it just uh, turns immediately and goes straight up and you ignore that though for a second as you get back onto the lift and get onto the 15th level. And once again, that power level increase you think is there, you're pretty sure. And then as you stop thinking about that for a second, you look around and you look up and you see one more big circular hole in the ceiling. And you can see that the tube leads up once again. What do you think? Well, we uh, can't go any higher. With the gesture to the tube, which does indeed go higher. Yes, but we don't want to... Uh, I don't know much about warlocks, but I'm pretty sure we can't keep draining your magic juice. Phrasing. Innocent. You've made it in front of my sunflower seats, Matt. Really? Okay, can we reach this one without flying? The one on the ceiling? No. Okay. The one on the 14th floor you saw? Yeah. Yeah. Back down we go, then, I guess. 
quiet owner of lots of magic, Stanton, just not being helpful. Quiet Stanton, who had access to magic for a limited period of time, but can't fly until level 10. Irian, who's had enough of listening to Wyatt argue with his imaginary friend and has gone back down to the 14th floor, because time is actually of the essence, believe it or not. <laughs> Wyatt will follow. I'm surrounded by idiots. As if he's arguing with his morpher. As Virian goes down to the 14th floor, he suddenly realises how Damien must feel on a daily basis. <laughs> And now he feels bad for it. <laughs> Makes mental note to apologise to Damien later for being an idiot. Um, uh, as you get back to the 14th floor, uh, both you and Wyatt get a ding on the group chat between the three, the two of you and Knives as Knives comes into the group chat. Well, um, so I went back into that li- private library area and I actually found another hatch. Uh, fun fact, in a room that seems to be filled with stairs that go up and down and left and right. And currently I'm upside down. I don't really know how to get back out of here. There seems to be a lot of more. There's a lot of books with like pretty pictures in them again. Not like before with words or anything, but just lots of pictures. I don't know. I seem to be trapped on a staircase, and every time I walk into one, I find myself on another different staircase going up and down. How long can I talk in this, like, message? Are you guys receiving these? Yes. Um, are you... Are you in crazy stairs? Um... Uh, yes, actually, Wyatt, that is a, a very good way to put it. I am in crazy stairs currently, and... I, I don't know how to exit them. So uh, hopefully you two are doing better I, than I am. I do remember seeing a a, 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 a a painting of something like that back when I was, back where I come from, back from my home. So that might, I wonder if you might be trapped in a picture of it or the original thing where the picture is based on maybe. Well, I don't know, but I'm going to go back to trying to figure this the fuck out. Hopefully I will be able to join you at some point. Fair enough. Right. Uh, Wyatt, are you going to go join uh, Virian? Yeah. Virian, you find yourself at the entrance of this big hole in the wall once again about 12 feet across so very wide perfectly smooth and are you going to step into the tube yes because what's there to lose at this point uh it takes your eyes a moment to adjust to the different light clearly you can still see Uh, It just takes, because you go from a bright, kind of futuristic lit area into this dark, dank tube, and you walk forward for about 20 feet as Detective Wyatt reaches the entrance of the tube, and you stop, Virian, as you look straight down, and you can see below you, the tube drops straight down. You can also look up, the tube goes up as well. And across this 12-foot circular hole in front of you, 
tube also keeps going straight forwards. Hmm. So, I know we were only going over this the other day, but if I got a running start, how far could I jump? You, for your long jump, uh, would be... You move 10 plus feet, you can jump up to your strength score. Mm, that's still not enough. I've, I've only got flat strength. I've got 10. Damn it. With it being 12 feet, I will let you roll for it to say you can jump it. If you would like to try and jump it to keep going. Okay. Fear. Am I making a terrible mistake? Quite possibly. The dice are encouraging my stupidity because that's an 18. Wyatt, you watch as you get to the entrance of this tunnel. And you see Virian like running back towards you, stop about 10 feet in front of you before turning back around, sprinting at full speed and leaping and barely clearing this gap and landing on the other side. Patron and Ryan, like they've got, and like the trail behind him being like the sparkles in Sonic. Just like that. You okay, Virian? I think I'm not falling to my death. That, that's good. Um, Why will uh, approach the hot, the edge of well, where the cross section is, like a better, and uh, we'll look up and down. Is there a ladder in the pipe at all? Nope. Completely anyway. smooth walls. Okay. Anyway, anyway, the cross then. Um, Why will. Uh, back up and uh, run to jump across as well. Alright, uh, you can easily clear that if you get your 10 foot run because I know your strength score isn't flat. Uh, my strength score is, no, it's a 15. So that's fine. So, 15 feet is more than 12. Yeah. So, Virian, you watch as Wyatt just basically lands right next to you. Wait. Um, shall we? Is it dark yeah. in here, by the way? Uh, it is. It's dark in the sense that it's not pitch black, but it's definitely very dim. There's enough ambient light from wherever these tubes keep leading to that it's not completely dark inside these tubes. Okay. okay. Let's keep what? moving. Indeed. Watching our step. Let's go. Right. Nailed it. Wyatt, Virian, you keep going forwards down this tube. And it's actually almost baffling how smooth the walls and everything are around you. And perfectly just cylindrical this tube is as you keep going. 30 feet, 40 feet, 50 feet. So suddenly you can see light at the end of this tube. And as you finally, about 80 feet, exit out. I'm gonna take your eyes a moment to adjust. 
You can see you're at the top of a large pyramid structure. You can see multiple scaffolds leading to different floors with multiple, once again, just shelves, but these shelves are made of gold. And you can see a giant uh, fire on the ground floor, a huge hearth roaring, lighting this whole area, glinting, as you can see it, the fire shining off all of the gold antiquities around as you find yourself at the top of this uh, pyramid-style building. Hmm. Looks like my father designed this place. It is a... uh... Oh, gaudy, isn't it? That's my home you've just insulted. To be fair, there's too much gold in here. Mm, do I forgive Wyatt? The council says no. <laughs> <laughs> the council being Caden and a cat. <laughs> I'm going to start exploring as best I can. I forget not everybody grew up with money. Wyatt would do likewise. Uh, awesome. Uh, can you both first make me perception checks, please? Uh, come on, carry basic math. 17. Crit one, huh, Wyatt? Yep. Nailed it. Wyatt, you... As you're just kind of, ugh, just kind of disgusted by the amount of gold that's just covering all of these walls and all these bookshelves. You don't even notice that from where you're standing, Virian, you quickly realize that you're basically on a perch and that the scaffolding that, you know, people would use to get down to the lower floors isn't connected to this area at all. And you're kind of just on this small little landing about a hundred feet in the air, staring down at these different floors of this pyramid. Do I have time to tell Wyatt not to step over the edge? You do. Just grab him by the shark collar again. I thought you couldn't fly. Thank you for, uh, thank you, Ian. I will make sure he is secure, on securely on the uh, ledge. Thank you, Ian. Thank you. It's appreciated. Mm, now what? <sighs> I guess we should, uh, if we can, we check these bookshelves. Are we stuck just on this ledge then? Uh, at this, there is no scaffolding around you to get down. So yeah, you're the, you can still go back through the, where you came from. There's really no where to go yeah. from How here. How far this second. down? How far down? It's about a hundred foot. You nearly fell to your death. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Maybe I should have like white fall. <laughs> 
Don't look at me in that tone of voice, Matt. You've known me for long enough now. Indeed, that I love you dearly. Love you too, buddy. Just be grateful you're there with Virion and not Damien, who'd shove you Damien. off. Why it falls, Damien. Oh, shit, yeah, I forgot to tell you there's an edge there. Damien, oh, no. Damien just falls... Damien anyway. also walks off. Wait, I can levitate. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> right, back the way we came then. I guess so. Yeah, without a problem. You both turn around and make your way back into the tube. Before finding yourself back at the cross section. If we go back the way we came, we're going to end up exactly back where we were. I know, and I'm not entirely sure I can make that jump again. Did you want me to yeet you across? Put my hand on Wyatt's shoulder. Wyatt, Wyatt, I mean this with all respect. Please do not. This was an offering. I know. I asked first, you know, do you want me to go across first and then I can catch you? As you've pointed out, we'll just end up exactly where we were. I know, the book we isn't there. I know, but if nothing else, we need to at least go back to where we came so we can get back out again. But again, we're, we'll just be retracing our steps then if we go back. I know, but we can't go forward. No. I'm looking down into the tube. Oh, you're not thinking. Well. Okay. How far down does this tube look like it goes? Hmm. Make me a... Make me an investigation check. Different dice. Hmm. This dice does not wish for knowledge. That's a twelve. Dice jail. Mirian, as you look over the ledge and you look down, you can see light at the bottom of this tube. And as you look down and, and are actually looking at it, you realize that has to be the same room you just saw a minute ago. That you can see the same kind of fire color that is clearly illuminating from where your perch was. And you can see, oh, looks like it's probably 30, 40 feet down. Mm -hmm. What? Yes. I was gonna say, would I have would I have for D and D prerequisite of fifty foot of heaven broken me on my back back or not? But where are you gonna tie it to? I'm gonna say uh, you go down first and I'll take the strain. I mean to be fair, Aaron doesn't weigh a lot, so you probably wouldn't pull that much. But then how are you gonna get down? That's for me to worry about, okay? Not you. 
fucking sass of me. Have <laughs> it's eternal. <laughs> Miriam forget almost forgets he's not Damien and therefore not cool. And therefore not able to sass people like that. Oh cool. Because Damien is cool and can sass people. Okay. Okay, Wyatt wraps the rope around his waist and leans back. So um Vivian can uh, can basically abseil down. All right. Uh, well, with that, I need. Hmm. Let's say this will be a combined strength check. So you guys are trying to beat a number that I have in my head together to make sure that this goes well. That. Wyatt can steady himself on a completely smooth ground and nothing to brace himself as someone is lowering down into a pit. And also that Virian, who's not the strongest person, can, you know, lower their own body weight down a rope, which is also not easy. Okay. Is this strength athletics or? Uh, nope. This is just straight strength here. It's all the same for me. I pulled out my magic circle just in case. <laughs> Thirty twenty. Fifteen. 30, 20. 15. Virian, you, as Wyatt finishes tying the rope around his waist, and he hucks it over the side and, you know, braces himself, you grab onto the rope and begin to slowly repel your way down. Wyatt, you... Like, get jerked forwards as the first bit of Virian's weight truly hits you. But you manage to, you at the last second, pull out your dagger and jam it into the wall. And help use it to brace yourself. As you keep one hand on the dagger in the wall, the other on the rope. And Virian, you slowly lower yourself down. Till you reach the ground. Okay. Am I out of the tube now? You are out of the tube, and you find yourself on another platform, a lower level. Not the ground floor of this pyramid building, but probably the... It looks like the second floor. You're pretty sure. Maybe the third. If I've still got the rope, I'm just... Sorry. If I've still got the rope, I'm going to give it three quick tugs. (laughs) Try and let Wyatt know I've made it. Make me a strength check and don't roll a 20. Oh no. <laughs> me or Wyatt? Uh, we'll go with Virian. Oh no. <laughs> Come on, EGX dice, fail me at once. It's a 13. Wyatt, you feel the tugs, and Virian, you do tug it just a little too hard as you are, you know, very amped up right now. And Wyatt, you feel yourself jerked forwards and almost lose your balance for a second, but then stop yourself once again. In the group chat, I say, you okay down there, Vivian? You get, you get like six or seven thumbs up emojis at once. Okay, good. Okay. Um, is my dagger still dug into the wall? Yep. Securely? It's about a good three to four inches in the wall. 
securely enough if you're, you know, still there applying force to it to keep it there. Hmm. Secure enough to support a 200-pound frame of a detective lowering himself down a pit about 40 to 50 feet. That's, you know, here or there. Um, that's 30, 40 feet. Mm. I'm going to try and rappel down using the dagger to... The time to dagger. <laughs> Can I say no, 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 no? <laughs> I'm going to do it. Awesome. I'm going to do it. Okay. Uh, Continuing the age-old tradition of Matt not understanding basic science. Matt, uh, can I first get a sleight of hand check from you to see how well you can tie the rope to the handle of the knife because you clearly can't tie it to the blade. Yeah, sleight of hand plus three. Question, Dan. Well, he's rolling that. If I'd rolled a 20, would it have pulled him over? Yep. Might have been fast, to be very honest. Uh, it is a, a, a five, 15 plus 3, so that's 18. What's the next roll, Vindium? Wyatt, you managed to tie a pretty pretty damn good knot. You're actually pretty damn proud of yourself for the knot you just tied on this handle as you also you have a little more, another shove for the blade. You get another good inch, maybe another two inches into the wall. And, uh, I'm just saying, if it turns out Wyatt has Featherfall on one of his fucking ranger modes, now I, that this is happening in canon, I'm going to lose it. I did check my, I did check all of my forms and I haven't got it. Avery fucking dying. Damien near dying. Wyatt, let me just hurl myself 30 foot. <laughs> all right. What I need next from you, Wyatt, is... Just roll me a d20 three times and tell me what you get each time. Don't add anything. I just want the number. Five. Three. And three. Wyatt, you make it 11 feet down before you feel the dagger unearth itself from the wall. But thankfully, you tied a good enough knot that you can feel the dagger being pulled along the rope as you begin to fall. You did make it 11 feet down, so you will only be falling 30 feet. Okay, um, as, I, as I'm falling, how long have I got before I hit the ground? Uh, about one second. Okay, um, okay. Wyatt, you will take 11 bludgeoning damage as you Boom! Onto oh, oh. the ground. Back first. <laughs> oh, I can relate to that. Oh, God, no, thank you. And can I get a dexterity saving throw, please? That is a natural 20 plus uh, 3. Wyatt, you make contact with the ground, bounce about an inch off the ground, and thank God you did because your body moves just about mm. two inches to the left. As right behind you, the rope with the dagger affixed to the oh, other yeah. end slides and flies down and ding, and literally implants itself into the ground about an inch away from your face. You okay? I'll be okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Rather better me than you, Vivian. It's all good. 
Wyatt will slowly get to his feet, dust himself off, and uh, turn to uh, face Vivian. You okay, are you? Um, yes. Are you sure you're okay? I've been better, but, you know, it could have been so much worse as well. Uh, to slightly meta it in terms of HP... How's Wyatt doing? Alex, stop fucking whinging. Uh, about half health. Oh, okay. <gasps> Do I actually get to use one of my new things? Hmm. Can I use one of my new um, patron things? For the benefit of the tape, I have a custom patron pack now. Because cool. I whinge a lot and want lots of things. Please, please um, do use one of your new custom abilities because why else do we create them if not to use them? Okay. So to give it the quickest bit of explanation ever, you know, I know, everyone else knows. That guy down the street knows. Varian is not a violent elf. So now he has healing. And one of the abilities is essentially a bastardized version of the paladin's healing fool. Or the late hands, as it were. Um... I feel stingy for not giving Wyatt, like, the whole thing, but I'd like to use... Hmm. Sorry, it's not that much, but 15 of the 35 hit points I have in my pool to that heal is, Wyatt. That is still very much appreciated. Most of the damage is his own fault, don't feel bad. I just pat Wyatt on the shoulder and very casually try to heal him. Viren's not trying to make a big deal out of it. Although he does feel a bit more confident now. He's doing good. I feel energy go through my shoulder and my back starts to feel better. Thank you, Vivian. Appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. Um, Right. Shall we? Okay, so what can we see, DM, now that we're down this land? As after you take your hands off of Wyatt's shoulder and you see a little bit of a sparkly imprint there for one extra second as you heal Wyatt up. You look about find yourself on this second story of this pyramid which you can see once again with the way that it's constructed not all the floors are exactly level so you're probably about you know 15 feet off of the ground floor right now and you find yourself in a bank of about 10 different bookshelves around you. Okay. Um, I'd like to look at the shelves, please. Can I have an investigation check, please? No. Fair. <laughs> My EGX dice want a 19 for that. Well, praise EGX, boys. Virian, you begin to you go to the first shelf in front of you, and you open it up, and you immediately recognize it as religious texts. Mm, I put it back immediately. (laughs) (laughs) And as you pull another book, you read more. It's clearly about religion once again. And you go to another shelf, and this one seems to be about mythology. And as you go to another shelf, this one seems to be about another religion as well. Hmm. Nothing that was particularly interesting. 
Sweden. Say Ogul Sain DM? No, no, there are multitudes of different books bound in different leathers and different styles. You see some written in gold, some written in black ink, some of them written in red, some of them might be blood for all you know, but all the books different, uh, different titles, different looks to them. This could be, uh, this could be what we're looking for. This could be like the, like the prize collection, maybe. Or... I mean, re- religion and science tend to be completely on the opposite ends of a spectrum, but... Yes. So maybe I, I don't know how it works where you come from, but a lot of people... Some people, not to put everybody in one box, if you like religion, you hate science. Or if you like science, you hate religion. So, but we can have a look. Uh, well... This, I, it is like that um, in my world as well, unfortunately. There are wars over this sort of thing, unfortunately. Um, but it could be like, this is like the, the, like, the quote, best works of each particular field, like sciences, religions. I dare say if we look, you never know, we may find a, a copy of the book we need here. We can have a look. It can't hurt to look. Right? No. Sure. Uh, can I get an investigation check from you, Wyatt? And can I get another perception check from you, Virian? Let's see. A few. In stereo. 17 plus 2. 19. That's another 19 plus 6, so 25. Wyatt, as you begin to look over more of these bookshelves, it's just religious text after religious text. Some ancient religions, some religions you don't understand at all. Some clearly from different worlds that you've never heard of. Some of them of slime. Some of them have, you know, giant mystical creatures they seem to have worshipped. But all of them just seemingly always coming back to some type of worship or religion. Virian. As you kind of watch uh, Wyatt begin to paw through the rest of these bookshelves, you kind of just stand there for a moment trying to gain your bearings. Uh, and you still haven't put the book away yet, correct? With the gold lock? Nope. nope. I've still got it out. Yeah, pulled it back out after you got back or off of the rope. The book itself seems to still be radiating that energy and it almost feels it's getting colder the book now to the touch like almost freezes your fingertips each time that you and you have to keep moving your hand to different spots because it is so frigidly cold in it Hmm. is it physically doing anything else or is it just very cold and no it's just the same black leather book with the gold lock and the gold writing on the front. Hmm. Okay. You okay there, Vivian? Why it says after looking in front of a front of a um, bookshelf. This is gonna sound weird, but could you just touch this book quickly? Okay. Why it will 
walk over to Virion and um, cautiously touch the book. It is freezing cold to the touch, Wyatt. Ah! Okay, so I'm not imagining this. That's 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 a good start. Okay, why is that book colder than Damien's heart? One, I dare you to say that in front of him, and two, what heart? I'm not sure. <laughs> you hear Damien's voice echo through the air. No heart. The fuck you saying about me? <laughs> Just as you two are having this conversation across the entire uh, breadth of this entire like structure you're in, this pyramid structure, you suddenly hear a door bang open, and you suddenly hear Knives' voice, "Motherfucking stairs! I swear to God! Oh, thank God, no more fucking stairs!" As Knives like kicks open this door and strides into this room all the way across it on the opposite side. Knives? Oh! Hey! How's it going? Um, mixed. How are you? Well, I... No, no, I'm not doing this with you again. Damn it, Wyatt, we are busy. <laughs> well, in, in any case... I'm, I'm glad to see you've 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 made your way off of, off of the um, the eternal staircase, and you are, you know, this place can certainly send you Lally, It seems like. Can I get a perception check from both of you, please? Uh, twenty-three. Uh, sixteen. Virian, Wyatt. As you are both staring at knives and having this conversation, suddenly, from somewhere, somewhere in this building, up above you, you think, you hear a massive... (gasps) But meanwhile... So, Damien, how's it going? Hi, Chad. How's it hanging? Feeling good? Feeling froggy? Froggy? Let's hop, then. No. <laughs> Damien, we find ourselves coming into battle. <laughs> coming up first in the fight, you see the now static eyed Grozny cock his head and kind of give a smile across his massive gif face before he launches forward and he is immediately going to take all three of his attacks against you, Damien. Yep. Can I use shield? Yes, you can. And what does that bring your armor class to? Uh, because I have mage armor on at all times. Dirty 20. I'm just like, no! Damien, you see Grozny, or the static-eyed Grozny, charge forward, and you can see on his knuckles, uh, gold knuckles across that he is clearly wearing, and just three fists swing directly at you. The first one, you put your hand up, and your body is immediately covered in, like, a gold energy, and you can feel, 
the first, like, kind of puts a little bit of a crack into the shield you put up before the second blow comes down again on the other side. And you see Grozny and his static eyes take both hands, put them together, and with one big swing comes down on the top of your head, smashing through your shield and delivering a hammer blow to your head. And you will take... Take 10 points of bludgeoning damage and three points of piercing damage as the bottom of these gold knuckles he's wearing have uh, points on them. So as he slams it down on the top of your head, you like feel the force literally break through the magic and you almost feel like your neck snaps, but you manage to hold yourself together. And Grozny will just stand there in front of you, now just smiling as it is now your turn to act, Damien. Okay, I need to... Uh, probably should deal with Bosnia, but then there's also eight fucking Warforged in the corner. <laughs> How far apart are all the Warforged stood? The Warforged are actually at this moment basically all standing together. They're kind of standing in two lines of four, almost. Since you're right behind Grozny, they are like right near the door, kind of just standing in a line. Okay. Uh, how many can I fit in a 30-foot sphere? You probably fit, I'd say, six of them. Only missing out on the, like, edge of either side. Like, you can get, like, six of the line together. Or basically, I kind of glance over at Bart and I'm like, pen them in, and I cast Sickening Radiance on the six of them. Because hopefully Bart has something that means I can maintain concentration on this and they can't move out of the area. Yeah, I guess we'll find out. And uh, so what... on their turn, they'll need to make a constitution saving throw. Or take 4d10 radiant damage, one level of exhaustion, and uh, emit dim green light, apparently. All right, but... And uh, is that going to end your turn then? Uh, Let's have a look-see. Bonus action, I'm just going to hex Grozny. Just so he fucks off. (laughs) So he will have disadvantage on wisdom saves. Awesome. You see the, like, black, like, inky, like, hex of Damien appears on the shoulder of Grozny as he still stands there in front of you. And the Warforged are covered in this green, sickening radiance of energy. That will actually bring us to Bart, who is standing next to you at this point. Damien looks at you and literally goes, Damien, I'm going to be... Ask you a truth, truthfully honest question. Can we? Do you think we can win this fight? Uh, potentially, if you have something that, if you have AOE. 
Bart looks but back. We need to warn people. Bart looks at you, uh, looks back at Grozny and the Warforged, and goes, Fuck! And grabs your shoulder and goes, This might hurt. And uses their Mystic Arcanum of a level 7 spell and casts Plane Shift on the two of you. Oh no! He has an anchor, I don't. Uh, Damien, immediately as you feel yourself, it feels as if you are being pulled again behind that cart where you can feel literal just the energies of everything just yanking you in every direction as the claws and hand of Bart just are gripped tightly around your shoulder, not releasing at all, but you can't even see Bart at this moment as you're just in a swirl of like black and blue and red and golds and different colors and energies as you're just ripped left and right and up and down and asunder and back and forth before, can I get a dexterity save from you? Yep. That is 13. Damien, your vision goes completely white for a second before suddenly you hit solid ground and your face literally bounces off of it as you take eight points of bludgeoning damage and you see blood begin to pour from your nose as the rain begins to hit the back of your head. Stand up and like (laughs) shove my nose back in. You slowly feel the fingers of Bart unclench from your shoulder as you stand up and Bart is laying on the ground next to you. And Bart... (coughs) (coughs) You see Bart hack up a ton of blood onto the concrete in front of him before it's washed away quickly by the pouring rain. Oh, fuck you were right. You see Bart still on the ground and on all fours looks up at you and raises his hand to gives you a thumbs up <laughs> before collapsing onto the ground. And you see a trickle of blood begin to pour out of his mouth. Okay, can I, like, do, like, a medicine check or something to see if he's dying? (laughs) Yeah, give me a medicine check. (laughs) I die seek knowledge. Uh, 15. As you bend down and look at Bart, you can see that it's not, he's not, like, pumping blood out of his mouth it's just a trickle so there's definitely something wrong on his insides right now but the amount of people you've seen dying and dead over the years you don't think he's gonna die at this exact moment now if he's not treated within a you know certain amount of time yeah he'll probably kick the bucket here but at the moment he's semi-stable 
I know, last time I had blood up, blood pouring out of my mouth, I lasted another three days. <laughs> You'll be fine. I look around. It's raining, so I'm clearly, like, outside. As you look about, you clearly realize you are on the outskirts of Ganymede. Anywhere I recognize? Or can I see the Golden Crate for where I am? As you begin to look about and try and gain any perspective, you finally turn towards the south, the southeast, and you can see off in the distance, towering into the sky, the golden crane, quite a distance away from you. And as you begin to continue to look about, you realize as you turn to your right, you are on the very edge of Ganymede. As you can see, the fog see to your right, about 20 feet. Ah, fucking bastards. I'm gonna dig. Can I try and find a communicator gem or something on bar. Yeah. Uh, make me a investigation roll. Because I can't carry him all the way back. Uh, 16. Damien, you're digging through Bart's pockets and you realize Bart wasn't wearing his jacket of many pockets. He only has his normal just tunic on and a pair of pants that he was just wearing to go yell at Grozny. He didn't grab all of his things and doesn't have a communicator gem on him at all. Fuck's sake! And mine's still cracked from the fucking explosion. <laughs> Damien, can I get a perception check from you, please? Yep. Uh, dirty 21. Damien, as you're hunched over Bart, digging through his pockets, and you just start swearing under your breath and pissed off anger, suddenly you get that little feeling of the hairs on the back of your neck stand up, and you suddenly feel like you're being watched. I like raise one of my hands on fire and then like turn just to try and either spot it or let it know I fucking know it's there. And I'm like, I'm not in the fucking mood for this. So just either state your business or fuck off. As you begin to turn with your hand on fire, you suddenly hear a tut tut. That will be far than enough. No need to keep moving. Just stay where you are. I like extinguish, extinguish my hand. So I can turn it back on really <laughs> I don't need it on. I'm like, who are you? Right. Better question. Who are you two? And how did you get here? 
plane shift. So you're not robbing that tiefling then? No, he brought me here. I'm trying to find a way back. And normally he has a coat with like 50 million things in it. Find a way back to where? Where are you from? I was present. I mean, that's a long question, but my most recent location was Ganymede Central. Hmm. Well, I was actually in the Golden Crane before that. Jesus. You hear a set of footsteps begin to walk from behind you and begin in steps right in front of you. You can see a man in a very nice black suit with a collar of a priest around his neck holding a long black blade that he has pointed at you. Do I need this out or can we chat civilly? I mean, if you're going to try and exercise me, then, you, then you're going to fucking need that, but... Unless you, you're... Pl- Unless you work for Vicious and are planning on hurting me, we can have a conversation. Work for Vicious? (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. The band of atomism does not deal in small-scale matters such as Vicious. (laughs) You see the man sheathes the black blade. Well, I can tell that clearly... That one is in need of some medical attention, and you don't look so good yourself. People say that a lot, but, you know, I keep getting up. Do you have a name? Oh, yes. I'm Damocles. Damien. Nice to meet you, Damien. Well... Let me help you with your friend here as Damocles bends down and begins to try and help you pick Bard up. Kind of take his legs. <laughs> I don't really care if Bart's head gets knocked on the floor. Because I'm that much of a dick. You both grab Bart, an arm over each of your shoulders, and Damocles turns Ah, base is just right up here. Please, to the pyramid. A whole bunch of kobold come out, I'm gonna get annoyed. Oh. You're going to be a real hoot, aren't you? Well, last guy who said that put a bomb in my neck, so... And Damocles uh, begins, you know, it's a weird thing as you both are, you know, carrying Bart, but he still takes the lead by just being a little bit ahead of you and begins to lead you. Uh, just just turns around and actually looks to be headed towards the edge of the, you know, Ganymede itself. And as he keeps going and you get closer, Damien, you can see that the actual air itself looks like it's bent. And as you get closer and closer you can see that you're not at the actual edge of Ganymede yet it only looks like you are as you are standing in front of a massive mirrored pyramid 
that is mirrored on the outside of all of its walls. So it gives the illusion that there is nothing there as it both reflects the fog from the three sides and then Ganymede itself from the other. But as you get closer and closer and you see it goes up and up and up. As Damocles leads you to a large entrance. Well, let's get you inside. Get you two looked at. Hmm. And Damien, a huge stone entrance slides open as the three of you step inside of this pyramid. But meanwhile, Avery, you slip between life and death for who knows how long. You're pretty sure that the things you saw were real or maybe they weren't real. You flash back to the red liquid that you fell into. You flash back to falling. You flash back to the days of your days in the school and the academy and you flash back to a hospital and everything's just kind of melding together and suddenly (gasps) you wake up once again the taste of grass and leafage in your mouth as you find yourself face first on the ground a headless ape creature laying next to you What'd you do? Hmm. Do I remember the whole monkey disintegrating from my newfound arc reactor? Uh, you... With the corpse being right there, that has solidified that that did actually happen, you're pretty sure. And I will get up and... Is that monkey's knife still on the floor? Or is that like a stick in me? Avery, as you stand up, you have a moment of terror as you look down and you look at your stomach and it's semi-normal. You can still see the, like, scar of where that knife went into you and You can see dried blood below it, but the hole itself is closed. And you can see the knife laying on the ground. And just to really meta it for one second, you currently have one HP. Yeah, I'm fully aware of that. Just making sure. I'm not in a good way. Um. Okay, so what's my surroundings? Looking around. Avery, you begin to look about again and hazard a glance to the sky and realize another hour has passed. So 42 now. 
and as the timer keeps clicking down, you keep you hazard a glance back around where you are, to the left, to the right, in front, to the back. It's trees, trees, and more trees. Your vision isn't still fully back yet. It's still a bit blurry as you're still kind of regaining your bearings. This whole situation. When suddenly, the ground shakes, and at the exact same moment, you hear a cracking of trees to your right. And as you turn to the right, you see the trees themselves begin to push and break away as a hulking 15-foot massive orange furred ape-like creature comes into the clearing holding a using the knuckles of its hands hitting the ground sending small quakes as it steps into the clearing holding a huge hammer and it stares down at you, Avery. But what would you like to do at this moment, Avery? It, at this moment, is about 20 feet from you. Okay, so there's two things that go through his head. Um, I feel for my magic, and I'm assuming it's not there. Nope. Ring of speed, heads off in that direction. Fantastic. Uh, make me a survival check at disadvantage, please. Oh fuck! One. It would have been would have been a would have been a twenty-two otherwise. Ooh, Avery reaching for your magic and getting nothing back. Your body, literally at this moment, you just woke up from nearly dying a second ago, and this massive great orange ape standing in front of you, clearly ready to smash you into a small pulp. From your pocket, you pull out the ring of speed, slide it onto your finger, and turn, and begin to sprint, but don't even notice the roots of the tree about five feet in front of you and as you take your second step to really get going your foot catches the root and you face plant into the ground alright I will give you one chance to still run away here I need you to make me a dexterity saving throw at disadvantage and it's a high DC Otherwise, you are going to enter combat with this great ape. No, that's not going to do it. At disadvantage, it's an ape. Avery, you try and pull your foot from this root, but you really got your foot twisted in the like haste of trying to get out of here, and as you're Fighting against this root, this great ape steps forward 
And at this time, I will need you to roll me for initiative. And that is where we will end this week's Escape from Wolfarm. Thank you to everybody for listening to this episode of uh, of Dungeons and Junkies. Um, we're going to the table now and um, just give our social information. And we'll start with Chad. Hello, I'm Chad, and today I played insert name here. And I had a very wonderful time doing it. I hope you enjoyed me playing insert name here. If you would like to hear me on any other podcast, check me out on Visionaries Global Media. And of course, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do so at Chad's underscore mind or at VFTR2P0. Always a good time. Caitlin. What up, mortals? I'm Caitlin. Uh, I've I've been here. <laughs> That's my. I run a separate TTRPG podcast featuring all of these wonderful lot called Dice and Suffering. It's where my D and D campaign is. It's also where we play Blades in the Dark, featuring clowns and hookers and lasagna. And no, none of that makes sense. It barely makes sense to me, and I I listen to it. I also write articles about games and mental health on themindgame.org. Woo. End transmission. Kerry. Hello, I'm Kerry. Like everyone else here, I don't really have any big projects going on. I'm just the one they kind of can't get rid of. Anyway, I'm Beans on Twitter, where I lurk a lot and post very little. But I also get to supervise the Dungeons & Junkies art Instagram, which is just Dungeon Junkies on Instagram. Goodbye. See you later. Alex. Yes, I am Alex, and I play Insert Name here as to copy Chaz's trend, because that was a pretty cool trend. Uh, you can find me at Spiderbread UK on Twitter. You can find our main show at Game Junkies Pod, and you can find this ever-growing collection of Dungeons & Dragons content on Dungeons & Junkies. Indeed. You can find me at Matt at UK. Thank you again to everybody for listening. Thank you to everybody who's playing. And uh, we're out of here. podcast was brought to you by me, Chad, in conjunction with Visionaries Global Media and Mad Attack Productions.